Welcome, Oracle fans, to the Oracle Report, a weekly podcast about Delphi Community High School Athletics. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. This is our seventh episode recorded on the evening of Monday, September 20th. Let's start this week like we will start every week, and that is with our outstanding Oracle performance of the week. The boys' tennis team picks up their first win of the season. A youthful team has been working extremely hard and was able to defeat Taylor 5-0. Great work, men, uh, on the tennis court. This week in Oracle Athletics news, a big thanks goes out to the art club for the face painting table at last week's home football game at Birdo Field. What a great idea. They were also able to raise some money and, and build some support for the uh, football team. Thanks for your support of Oracle Athletics. This week also we'll tell everyone to go to WLFI.com and vote for the Delphi at Clinton Prairie game as uh, the game of the week so they come out and cover us on the road maybe for the second time this season. Last week in sports, the football team improved its record to 3-2 and two, uh, by defeating Tri-Central last Friday night, 34-6. to six. Uh, It was a tight game at half, which saw the Oracles lead 13-7, to seven, but the second half uh, was all Delphi, and they were able to dominate play on its way to its third victory of the year. Volleyball had several matches on September 14th. Uh, the, the Oracle uh, volleyball team lost in four sets, uh, only by a total of eight points to Rensselaer, uh, bombers uh, leading the attack for the Oracles was Emily Weaver with 13 kills and three digs, followed by Jarrah Houston with 11 kills, nine digs, and four aces. On September 16th, the Oracles went on the road uh, to play a conference opponent uh, in Sheridan, and they defeated the Blackhawks despite a slow start, but got the job done in three sets. And again, uh, Weaver and Houston uh, led the team with kills. Uh, Reagan Gleason finished with 21 assists, 14 digs, three kills, and six aces. Uh, good all-around play. On Saturday, the Oracles traveled to the Seager Invite and went one and two. They lost to the host Seager in two sets, defeated West Vigo in three sets, and lost a very tough match to North Montgomery also in three sets. Girls Golf completed their season this week, uh, but first on Monday, the September 3rd, uh, the Oracles had their best team score of the season with many personal bests. Came up short, though, against the conference champion Rossville Hornets, 193-200. to Elise Perry led the team on senior night with a personal best round of 42. Edie Brustow and Emily Mears both recorded their first and personal best scores as well as as well with 51 and 55. Grace O'Neill shot a 52, and Marine Proto uh, shot a 67. The Oracles then traveled to a three-way meet versus Northwestern and Taylor uh, and finished third uh, with a score of 243. Elise Perry led the Oracles there with the 54, followed by Grace O'Neill. And then Friday, it was time for sectionals. Uh, the season is completed already. The Delphi had its best showing of the season uh, uh, in the sectional in seven years, finishing eighth out of ten teams. Again, Elise Perry and Grace O'Neill finished their careers with the 110 and 119, respectively. And uh, the girls' golf team uh, had an outstanding season with a lot of personal bests, uh, uh, some victories uh, in there, and just an all-around good season. Uh, congratulations uh, to all of the girls uh, and Coach Gilbert uh, for a season well done. As we said, the tennis team uh, won their first uh, match of the year. Uh, they faced off on Sept uh, Taylor last Monday, September 13th, and many of these freshmen got their first victory uh, at singles. Lake and Wakeman won 6-2 and 6-4. Braden Gleason 6-0, 6-3. Braden Fosbrink 7-5, 6-1. And in do doubles, Keaton Adams and Caleb Hosier 6-4, 6-2 winners. And then number two doubles, Lincoln Park and Hayden Helms 6-0, 6-0. Then September 16th, uh, they took on Lafayette Jeff, lost um, to a good Lafayette Jeff team. 
And uh, congratulations to the team for all your hard work, gaining great, valuable experience. The only other result that, that we had at the time of recording was the middle school football dropped uh, some tough games on the road, both A and B games on the road to Sheridan last week. It is now time for our Student Athlete of the Week. Each week, we will share an Oracle athlete that represents our school and community well by displaying great work ethic and an outstanding attitude. Our last student of the week, Grace O'Neill, for the week ending September 12th, had a chance to sit down and talk to us today. Here is Grace. Hope you enjoy the interview. I'm now here with Grace O'Neill, our student athlete of the week. Grace, congratulations. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself as a student athlete here at Delphi Community High School. Thank you. Well, I'm Grace O'Neill. I'm a senior here at Delphi High School. Um, I do a lot of different activities, including golf, swim, and several other clubs. Um, I really I enjoy playing golf. I plan to play golf after high school um, and possibly, you know, expand onto that as kind of part of a career as it's very much involved in the field that I would like to go into. So let's talk a little bit about your season. Uh, you, you improved as the season went on. The team itself had some success, finished up uh, your season uh, this weekend at the golf sectional. Uh, how did things go this year for you? So I did make some uh, gradual improvements throughout the season. Uh, I know my strokes always went down a little bit more. Um, my personal best this year was a 50-stroke uh, total, um, which is only about like 20 strokes over par. So I'm personally very proud of myself for getting down that low. I think it's the lowest I've had all of my uh, years in golf. Um, and I know the last couple matches, I wish I could get lower back down to that score, but I'm overall really uh, proud of myself and our team for how we've done this year. So a successful season, and you mentioned that you want to uh, stay involved with golf. Uh, what do you say to our listeners about why golf? Why, why do you enjoy uh, the sport of golf? So golf is kind of more of those personal sports. So it's not – I mean, it is a team sport, and you always want to cheer on your team, but your concern for the most part is you and improving yourself and just staying positive about everything. So I always go into my matches knowing that most other schools have larger golf teams than our school's girls golf team. So we have just enough people to barely make it in order to count for different tournaments and everything. So I'm already knowing that we go in at a very major disadvantage. So instead of going, you know, to get the medal, I go to get my personal best and stay positive. If I mess up a swing or if I mess up a shot, I'm not going to sit there and be upset and slam my clubs into the ground like I've seen other players do. I will say, darn it, I'll get it next time. Now I know why I did that wrong, so I'm going to fix it. And a lot of people really enjoy that. And I think, me personally, that's my favorite part of playing sports in general is just participating with people and just, you know, having fun. Uh, all of the teammates on our girls golf team this year have this similar mindset of I'm not the best but I'm going to give it my best shot and just have fun with it and a lot of the other schools really enjoy that we have that mindset and I would definitely recommend no matter what sport you're in whether it's you know basketball swimming soccer volleyball you know whatever sport it is don't go in obviously you want to win but don't go in expecting the gold. Go in expecting your best. 
And you've been active in many uh, school clubs and sports. What advice would you give to those students who will follow in your footsteps about participating in extracurricular activities here at Delphi High School? I definitely think you should participate and be active because if you just go to school to, you know, be in school, that's kind of kind of boring. I know all the teachers out there will be like, ah, oh, come on, Grace, give us some slack. But seriously, it's if you want to really enrich your experience in high school or, you know, whatever grade you're in. If you really want to enhance your experience and get more spirit, you want to be involved. You want to make those connections with your peers and with all of these other, you know, great people in the community. And you'll hold on to these memories for the rest of your life. If you just go in to write your essay and get out, you're not going to hold on to these memories as long as you would if you were, you know, in four different musicals every year with all of the stories that go with it. Well, congratulations on being our Student Athlete of the Week. We sure appreciate you here. That was Grace O'Neill, a golfer, a great student, and a big participant here at Delphi Community Schools. Congrats, Grace, on, on a great season and a great career with the girls' uh, golf program. Keep up the good work. Uh, our next Student Athlete of the Week for the week just ending is uh, two, will be a co-athletes of the week, Cooper Kinsler and Calvin Jones, both of the football program. We hope to get them in for an interview later this week and bring it to you on next week's podcast. So here's what's in store for Delphi Oracle Athletics. Uh, the night we're recording, September 20th, there was a lot of action. Uh, the co-ed soccer team took on Twin Lakes at Delphi. The tennis team was at home against Frankfurt High School. And... Um, on uh, the 21st, the Varsity Tennis uh, will also host Carroll uh, in a rivalry match at, at home. Uh, it is senior night, I believe, against soccer in soccer when they take on Winnemac on Tuesday. The Varsity and JV volleyball teams uh, will travel to North White on the 21st. On the 23rd, uh, cross country, girls cross country will be uh, at a meet against Frontier in Tri-County. That will be held at Tri-County. Uh, varsity tennis back in action at, over at Benton Central. Um, and the soccer team will travel again to Carroll. So a couple, uh, a contest against the rival. Boys uh, cross country also um, will be at Tri-County as, as will the girls. Also on Thursday the 23rd, uh, volleyball will take on uh, at, uh, will be at Clinton Central, both varsity and junior varsity. And on Friday, the boys varsity football team will travel to Clinton Prairie, trying to improve their record to four and two. Saturday the 25th, boys uh, tennis in the Hoosier Conference, uh, varsity cross country at the Bison Stampede, uh, hosted at Benton Central. Girls volleyball will be at a round robin held at South Newton. The co-ed soccer team will play um, Faith Christian. The girls cross country will also be at the Bison Stampede at Benton Central. Um, so a lot of activity this week for our Oracles. Come out and see the Oracles uh, play at home or uh, get in the car and travel and, and follow all of our athletes as they perform on the courts and fields this week. Now it's time for our Coach's Corner segment. We have head football coach Jacob Merkiewicz, uh again, a victorious coach uh, from the win this past weekend. Enjoy the interview. Okay, we're here with Coach M, a victorious coach uh, from last Friday with a nice win at home uh, against Tri-Central. These things are always a lot better and easier to do when you're coming off a victory. So uh, congratulations on the victory and, and share with our listeners a little bit about how the game went down Friday night. Absolutely, Brian. Thanks for having me again. 
uh, like you said, it's always better to, you know, get on in these things and talk about our team after a win. But um, I know that my kids aren't quite satisfied yet. We've uh, we set a goal for ourselves uh, after our week three uh, home loss to Eastern to, you know, win uh, win five in a row to close out the regular season and um, try to get back to seven and two, which is where we ended last season. So, uh, like I've been talking about a lot all, all fall, I mean, I've got a, a gritty bunch of kids who are tough, who play hard, who play the game the right way. And uh, we saw that come to fruition a bit against Tri-Central at home uh, last Friday. We were finally able to, you know, capitalize on some short fields, punch the ball in in the red zone, and even saw some explosive plays from scoring from well outside the red zone uh, at different junctures of the game, particularly in the first half. Uh, you know, we... Uh, we're starting to see some of those um, some position players who um, have, are having to learn one in some cases two different positions on either side of the ball and really start to uh, have the game slow down for them a little bit. Guys like Colton Winberg, who would never play tackle or outside linebacker before, or Calvin Jones, who would never play tight end or outside linebacker before. Um, Cade Nelson stepping into his first season at the helmet quarterback. Uh, Tristan Isley taking over the uh, the majority of the ball carrying duties on his own. So, I mean, it, it was going to take time for those guys to get used to Friday game speed. And, you know, we, my staff and I do uh, all, the, all that we can to try to simulate that uh, kind of pressure during practice and different situational periods, stuff like that. But like we talked about several weeks ago, there's nothing quite like a Friday night. There's nothing quite, you know, the same as a Friday night, regardless of what you're doing to simulate those situations in practice. So I think we're starting to see some guys get comfortable, and uh, I expect that that progress to continue as we move into this into the second half of the season. Now uh, we're 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 where we needed to be at this point. We're you know three and two going into week six uh, against um, against a pretty evenly matched Clint Prairie team. Um, but before we get into you know prepping prepping for the next week, I've got to call out a couple of guys here uh, who really stepped up last Friday. Uh, Cooper Kinsler, who's been uh, he's an all-area, all-conference offensive defensive lineman last year for us. Uh, he, he took over some uh, some ball carrying duties this week in a, in a one of our unbalanced packages, and you know his second carry from from scrimmage ended up being a 36-yard rumble uh, in the first quarter to put us on top seven six. And uh, it's so cool to see guys who have been in the program for four years and have worked their tails off to. To, to be a certain kind of player, to be in a certain situation, really capitalize on those opportunities when they present themselves. And another guy that fits that bill is Calvin Jones, uh, first year playing tight end. He's a, a tough dude to, to match up with in the red zone, being 6'3", 215, with good athleticism. And we got the ball back uh, under two minutes left in the first half and um, good field position in midfield. And we just started feeding Calvin. Tri-Central was trying to heat up the pocket and uh, – He'll bring pressure. Uh, we just worked the middle of the field with Jones and three catches, 38 yards, and a you know a jump ball touchdown in, in the red zone. And now we're up by two scores going into halftime, feeling pretty good. So anytime you can, anytime we can, you know, really grab a hold of the momentum going in the break and then you know get that ball rolling going to the second half, it's going to be a good situation for us. You know, r- rumor has it that Calvin, um, you know, uh, 
mossed that uh, that defensive back uh, or linebacker just goes up. Did did we send the tape to ESPN? Um, I I didn't get to watch the pregame tonight, but that would have been great to have uh, Kelvin on. You got mossed. Yeah, maybe. Hey, maybe we'll try to get uh, set him up for a similar situation next week and uh, send that <laughs> into him. But no, honestly, uh, we we told Cade. Uh, I told we told Cade uh, when we were breaking the huddle to uh, coming off a timeout. You know that if, if we didn't have any timeouts left at that point, we just burn our last one on um, you know 15 yard completion with Calvin over the middle. Which I'm like, if there's nothing there, you got to throw it out the back of the end zone, give us another shot. You know to, to get the points on the board. And he didn't do that, and it's a good thing he didn't listen to me because he just kind of put it up where Calvin could go, you know, make a play, and you know, good things happen sometimes. So Cooper Kinsler and Calvin Jones were our co-student athletes of the week uh, for the week ending last Friday. We'll, we'll interview them for next week's show uh, and, and bring that to 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 our listeners. So congratulations to them. And, and Coach, you had a close game uh, for most of the first half until that last drive, uh, and that gives you some cushion. But then you dominated the second half and were able to, to get a lot of a separation in the team. You have to be happy with your offensive progress. I know early on you made some changes to the offensive line and, and some things that you were doing, and now all of a sudden you're starting to put points on the board, and that, that's just got to be a comfort as you uh, finish the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and part of that was just letting some young guys who had to step into roles outside of that old offensive line kind of uh, you know give them an opportunity to blossom a little bit and to grow and to learn the game and get used to their responsibility within our system and allow that processing speed that comes with being on the field to slow down a little bit. Uh, one guy in particular is Josh Hartley, uh, who, who fits that bill. Uh, he's a, we always, ever since, you know, last year when he was in eighth grader, we knew that he was going to be a, you know, he's an electric athlete and great with the ball in his hands. And uh, you know, when we realized that it was time to kind of accelerate his, you know, his, his, his maturation and his, his process, his progress. And, we knew it would take a couple of weeks for him to actually start making, you know, making some splashes. But it, didn't, it, it took a little bit shorter than I anticipated. He scored the game-winning touchdown against Sheridan uh, two weeks ago, on a you know 36-yard bomb down the down the down the right sideline. And you know we um, going into last week, we knew that they're going to give us a split safety look uh, to uh, to our trip sets, and uh, we could obviously outnumber them to the three-receiver surface. Um, with them playing their boundary safety on the opposite half. So and we um, got the ball back seven and it was seven to six here midway through the second quarter. And, you know, kid had a very, you know, it was a pretty basic read. You know, you were just going four verticals, bending number three, and he's got to put the ball wherever, you know, opposite to where the safety flips his hips. And, you know, he hit the top of his drop and threw a, an absolute dime to Harley right up the seam. And, and once Harley gets the ball with some green in front of him, there's no one's going to catch um, it's cool. like I said earlier at the beginning, it's so cool to see those young guys really kind of come to age before your eyes. And I'm glad that the fans in the stands and the parents and the, uh, you know, the, the teachers and the administrators and everyone else involved with this thing um, get to see that maturation process kind of come to fruition um, on a, such a public stage like that. So uh, big ups to those guys, Hartley Nelson, Kinsler, Jones, everybody else who's, who's, uh, you know, contributing in a big way for us right now. And uh, like I said, I mean, we're, we're, my staff and I are really excited to see those guys, you know, continue building upon that progress. 
So you're, you you got two games towards your goal of getting to uh, that five-game winning streak uh, that you talked about, uh, and now you go on the road uh, to play uh, Clinton Prairie, who's traditionally had some teams that, that could be uh, pretty good teams and some talented uh, backs. You know, they're 2-2 two and two right now uh, on the season, uh, and uh, they, they look to be – they can be very similar uh, to you, uh, but, but they also just lost to Sheridan last week. So your team's uh, focused, it sounds like, on getting to that – that five-game winning streak, that's a very good mental place to be because when it's just tough to keep winning sometimes. Uh, but it sounds like your team won't let up. Talk a little bit about what we're going to see uh, at the game on Friday at Clinton Prairie. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, Clinton Prairie matches up really well with us. And, uh, you know, they offensively they want to spread the field out and uh, really widen out the defense, get a good horizontal stretch with their, you know, by virtue of their formations and, you know, folks on gap scheme, style run game. Um, once they do spread that box out. So uh, we, we plan on being aggressive on defense like we like we try to be every week. Um, in the past, they've kind of uh, cut us up a little bit. Uh, we, we, be, we haven't lost them since, I think, 2016, um, but knock on wood. But uh, they have gashed us a little bit by just spreading us out. They had a really good uh, athletic quarterback the last couple of years, a uh, kid who's playing uh, up at Anderson or down at Anderson now. And uh, his replacement this year is a – a good athlete as well. He's not quite as electric as that uh, previous kid was, but you know they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be an issue for us. Particularly our our young secondary. We're starting still rolling with our two freshman corners, Walker Jones, Caleb Gottschall, or two of those other guys who are really kind of coming to age. You know, in front of you know before our very eyes. Uh, and you know they make some freshman mistakes, but they're freshmen. You know, Caleb Caleb Gottschall has played every single defensive snap this year at the varsity level, which is a pretty special thing and you know the mistakes he's making now are mistakes he's never going to make again so um we um my staff and i are going to put our guy we would never ask them to do something that we don't think they can do right so we have all the confidence in jones and gotshaw and and uh you know especially especially the upperclassmen who've kind of round out that defensive unit um you know we've got two seniors playing safety are going to help them um stay out of sticky situations and luis sanchez and austin lunch and uh you know, we we know we're gonna they're gonna we're gonna have to use a next play mentality and always have our eyes kind of moving forward and uh, kind of uh, make sure when we do take our lumps when we do take it on the chin we get right back up and spit out whatever teeth got knocked loose and come back swinging on the next play. So um, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's gonna be an exciting game. It might get a get into a little bit of a seesaw action, but. Uh, we we know what we're going to get with their defense, and uh, we put up um, um, 40 plus points the last two years on them. Um, whether or not we'll be able to replicate that kind of offensive production remains to be seen. But you know, as we move into the season and we get some of those younger guys on offense, some of those younger skill position players on offense, more reps under their belt, um, we are, we're going to try to eventually start opening up that that playbook a little bit and expanding what we try to do. And uh, you know, I think. Uh, going to be a fun one. Well, Coach, we wish you nothing but uh, the best of luck and, and get that fourth victory uh, on the season and move towards that goal uh, of being 7-2 and two on the season. But it's always one game at a time. I know you preach that. Um, and you're moving uh, moving kids up, uh, getting them good experience and doing great things. So, so good luck Friday night. Thanks, Brian. Go Oracles.
That's all the time we have for this episode of the Oracle Report. Come out and support our student-athletes and and coaches this and every week. Thanks to Athletic Director Chip Dale and Sue Hartman, our Athletic Executive Assistant, for all the work they do behind the scenes. Thanks to the parents for all they do for our athletes, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and rooting for the Oracles. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your Oracle pride revved up, and always remember, it's a great day to be an Oracle.